Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise and it is Friday night, April 14th, and we are here to chat WWE Smackdown. Uh, this feels like it's going to be a pretty simple episode, especially because we did get some good stuff from this episode of Smackdown. Nothing too crazy, nothing too, you know, wild or anything like that, but it was still a perfectly okay episode of Smackdown. I actually thought that the first two hours completely, well, the two hours, the two hour show completely flew by so i'm feeling pretty good about uh tonight's uh tonight's episode of, uh, of smackdown we will get into that in just a second but um before we get into everything just a quick heads up guys this is my first show um officially back by myself um for those of you who do not know i had like a horrible cold and like i lost my voice i had like a really shitty cough and i haven't coughed all day so if at any point it happens throughout the show i'm gonna be super pissed at myself and um Hopefully it doesn't happen, but of anything, I will, I have a backup plan, but we'll be okay. I'm going to, I'm going to aim to keep this one short and sweet because, um, you know, I don't want to die on the air or anything like that. But for the most part, I've been feeling good today. I've been feeling good. Can't, can't go out and like run 10 miles or anything like that. Cause I'll be like gasping for air, but I think I'll be okay. I'll be okay to do the show, um, back like I normally do. So thank you so much for those of you who are here to hang out for this Friday podcast party. All right. So let's get to it. We got SmackDown to talk about it. Let's see what actually like went down today. So, um, we had a lot with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the bloodline. So that's pretty much going to be like the meat of this show, as it kind of always is when we're talking about SmackDown. Um, so we kicked off the night with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going out there and talking about how they main evented WrestleMania. They're talking about the draft. They're interrupted by the Usos. The Usos go out there and they have a little bit of this back and forth on um, Basically, Sami Zayn tells them that Roman is their daddy, so they throw a couple of cheap shots. Jimmy Uso does this really bad impression of Sami Zayn, which was hilarious. And so Sami Zayn is basically like kind of pointing out further and further that there's all these cracks in the bloodline, and the bloodline is clearly not accepting it. So that's kind of what we're seeing in the beginning of all of this. And then this all leads to the bloodline surrounding Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and they seem to be like they're going to be outnumbered but instead Matt Riddle uh comes out and has the backs of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens during this we get an interaction between uh Matt Riddle and Solo Sokoa, because as you guys know, um, you know, Solo Sokoa was the storyline reason as to uh, getting rid of Matt Riddle for a couple of months there. They showed the replay here tonight. And so this basically afterwards, we had Matt Riddle basically telling Solo Sokoa that he was, um, you know, ready for him tonight. And so in the main event, we ended up seeing Solo Sokoa versus Matt Riddle. However, before we get to that, we did have a like backstage segment where we finally got Solo Sokoa talking on SmackDown. Now, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but this may be one of the first or few times that we've actually heard Solo Sokoa talking on SmackDown. Um, so Paul Heyman was going off and he was kind of being a little bit annoying. I think he kind of got on Sokoa, Solo Sokoa's nerves. Like, I'm thinking that's what happened there because Paul Heyman was going off about how all these people were embarrassed because of what happened that, you know, Umaga is embarrassed and Yokozuna and all of these people, right? And then Solo Sokoa finally kind of has enough. He puts his hand on Paul Heyman and is like, dude, well, he didn't say dude, but he said, but he said, tell the tribal chief 
I got this, really, you know, really keeping it short and simple. Uh, Solo Sokoa is a man of few words. We really haven't heard him talk. I feel like I really, I feel like this is honestly one of the first times I've legitimately heard him talk besides that, um, that spoof that they did for WrestleMania when they did the Goodfellas thing. But I do not remember him talking any other time. Um, so I feel like we really kind of got to hear his voice a lot during this. Um, he kind of does like this like deep, sort of like whisper voice doesn't sound like this it sounds better but still uh so we ended up getting like that first like initial thing so finally solo sokoa's pissed he's had it in the main event i might as well get to the main event now so we can keep this all together in the main event we have solo sokoa versus matt riddle however prior to this once all the guys are in the ring Paul Heyman basically says that he got off the phone with Roman Reigns and that Roman Reigns says that in two weeks, we're going to be having a rematch between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos um, for the titles, a rematch here. So that was kind of a little bit unexpected. I don't think I was necessarily expecting to see this rematch, uh, you know, happen. Uh, we'll talk more about that in just a second. I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts is on, on, on seeing that rematch, especially given that we kind of already got, we just saw it at WrestleMania and we already got the ending that we wanted and like we're good there. Like we didn't have, we don't have to see this match in two weeks. So I'm a little bit nervous as to why they made this match. Uh, I'm hoping that it's really just to kind of get them ratings because it's going to be the draft and everything and it's going to be on the same night. I'm feeling like that's the reason why, but I'm, I'm curious if there's going to be more to that. I definitely do not want to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens lose the titles. Like no way. Not no, no bueno, but um, anyway, so let's get to it. Let's continue on. So the actual match between Solisico and Matt Rado was pretty good, uh, especially because both guys do like, you know, their own variations of their like strike combinations. So you got to see Solisico execute his, you got to see Matt Rado execute his. So it was a nice little back and forth. During this, we do see Kevin Owens and the, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos get involved. And so not so much that it really impacts the match too much but they do brawl on the outside however it does kind of impact the ending of the match because matt riddle kind of had a little bit of the match he pretty much had the match won had he wanted to because he had he had kicked solo sokoa in the head but instead of like furthering to focus in on solo sokoa instead matt riddle basically chose to do a, a springboard moonsault onto the usos and kind of eliminate them from that picture then goes back in goes to the top rope and and instead, Solo Sokoa basically gets him with a kick, hits him with a Samoan spike, and Solo Sokoa wins the match. So Matt Riddle did kind of get screwed here by the Usos. So I guess you can say the outside interference definitely impacted this match. Um, but after this, we basically... Um, <clears throat> We end up seeing a post-match attack as well. We see Solo basically um, uh, slam Matt Riddle into the commentary table. The table doesn't break, so instead Solo Sokoa gets the table and then turns it all upside down like turns it completely over onto Matt Riddle, burying him under the commentary table. So that is literally everything that went down today with the bloodline and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, so let's talk about this. I'm seeing a couple of super chats come in. So let's roll them on in and see what people are saying here. Um, first of all, thank you so much to Steven who says, let's go and hope you like the drum cover for the pod. Hey, I haven't seen it, but I saw your message and I was going to click on it and I was going to read it. Um, so thank you for reminding me. Um, my DMs have kind of been a little bit of a mess 
lately. So I now I make like I schedule time to actually sit down and read DMs because before I was kind of going like, here's the thing with DMs, before I would go and read one and then go back to what I was doing and then read one again and go back to what I was doing. And I found that it's not, it's taking up my time and it's distracting distracting me from whatever I'm doing. So now I actually set time to focus on whatever it is that I'm a focus, not bother with DMs. And then I go in and read DMs. But um, I did see it pop in though. So I'm going to check that out. Thanks so much to Steven. Caden uh, C sends in a super chat saying, um, so I'm at Taylor Swift right now, but here's money. Hey, did you finally go to the concert, Caden? Let me know how it goes. Uh, give me all the deets. I mean, the deets are pretty much everywhere. I follow like every Taylor Swift account ever. So I know everything of everything that's ever happening with Taylor Swift, but still let me know what your experience is. I'm still trying to recover from the concert, by the way, both financially and also with my voice, because that was where I initially lost my voice was at the concert. Sheldon Jackson sends in this. By the way, I do want to address this from the Kyle who says Roman is the booker now question mark. This was funny because this was the exact same thought that popped into my head when uh, this match was essentially made where it's like, oh, okay, Roman Reigns just booked this match for two weeks from now. Cool. All right. Um, but we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson who says worried that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will have a short title reign because of um, King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring being rebranded as Knight of Champions and is still being in Saudi Arabia for obvious reasons. Sammy and KO won't be in Saudi. So I know that that's, um, you know, you know, you know that they're not going to be at the Saudi events. You know, we that's something that's been known for a long time now. Um, but I don't I I don't think oh, fuck, I was going to say I don't think it'll happen. But now that I'm kind of putting a little bit more thought into it, that really kind of worries me. Because it is, God damn it, Sheldon, why, why, Sheldon, why? Oh my God, why? Okay, so Knight of Champions, you're clearly going to want your champions there. Oh no, please no. Okay, I get where you're going with this. And I do think there's a possibility of that. But I'm going to say that I really hope and pray that they do not do that. And I say this because it's like, damn, let us just have something. You already screwed us out of this Cody Rhodes moment. And to me, like WrestleMania just freaking happened, man. I freaking got sick at WrestleMania. There's no way that my cold is going to last longer than the freaking run between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens um, as champions. No way. I'm not putting this out there. Sheldon, let's take this back. Reverse the clock. No, I refuse to accept it. However, there is a possibility that that can happen. And uh, I feel like you've kind of made a lot of sense with um, what you said here. But let's let's hope that that's not the case because it should not. <clears throat> Andrew Cool sends in a super chat saying, is it possible for Sammy to go to Saudi? Because I remember the Saudi crowd chanting, we want Sammy. Um, I don't look, I don't think so. I think that, you know, given all the reasons that he hasn't gone in the past, uh, I just don't see that changing. Uh, Taylor Cannon sends in a super chat saying, hey, Denise, hope you're doing well. Um, Solo spoke when the Usos first introduced him on SmackDown. Okay, but that was a really long time ago. So but thank you for pointing that out. So it happened then. And then I don't recall it happening until literally now. So not too bad. Also, I'm happy that you remembered that because I don't remember stuff like that. Taylor Cannon sends another super chat saying, I wonder if they're going to switch the title since Sammy can't go to Saudi Arabia. 
I really hope not. There's other titles that they can defend. Uh, we have other championship belts that can be defended on Night of Champions. Fuck. All right. Sorry, I don't mean to curse on this podcast, but I didn't really think about it until Sheldon brought it up and then Taylor brought it up here. And now I'm incredibly stressed out because that is not what I would want to see happen here. Um, but we got a couple of people here. <laughs> a Heidi Ho says Sheldon is right on this one. Cool Dream says that will be wild. Sheldon also says I went through the same thing when I thought about it. Um, Steven says if KO and Sammy lose Denise riots, um, Mike says, I don't think so because they won't have a match at Saudi that quick after and to make the change just so they can be there showing the belts is weird. It is weird. It is weird, but I can see them doing it. And that's the unfortunate part. What I wanted to happen. No, it would erase this like really great moment that we just got. Let us live it a little bit more. Let us enjoy it a little bit more before they go and like erase it all, man. So that's kind of how I'm feeling in regards to this. Uh, Pacer Don says, has Paul Heyman ever made a guarantee that didn't come true? Hmm. Pacer Don on to something here. All righty, guys. Well, I hate to say that that could be a possibility, but I'm hoping that it's not going to happen because I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this back and forth. No, I want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn enjoy their run as champs for a little bit, a whole lot longer than... When the hell? How long ago was WrestleMania? Literally 13 days ago. 13 days ago was WrestleMania. So I definitely want to see them enjoy their time as champions just a little bit more. Um, all right, let's press on with the other events that unfolded uh, on SmackDown here tonight. Um, we ended up getting LA Knight versus Xavier Woods. This was a match that was made uh, last week because if you guys recall, uh, LA Knight kind of was a little bit frustrated that he wasn't on the WrestleMania card given that his name is uh, literally... LA night, but Hey, uh, so he's basically saying that, you know, he should have been on the card, this and that he's going off. He kind of gets on Xavier Woods, nerves. And so they start arguing. This all leads to, um, LA night smashing his, uh, controller. And so this then leads to a match here tonight. And there was a really funny, not a line by Wade Barrett at the start of this. Cause he says, <clears throat> You keep, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me try to see if I can get Wade Barrett's accent. Hold on. I'm about to be Jimmy Uso with a really bad Sami Zayn impression. <laughs> you touch another man's joystick. There aren't going to be, oh, hold on. I can't do this. Hold on. You touch another man's joystick. There are going to be consequences. I can't do it. There are going to be consequences. You touch another man's joystick. There are going to be consequences. Maybe I would be able to do this on any other night. It ain't happening here tonight, guys. I did. Tried. This is live television. Live YouTube television. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyways, Wade Barrett funny line okay sorry wade barrett i ruined your impression here today but you know what it was still a very funny line uh either way i have good things to say about this match for a couple of reasons so the good things that i have to say first and foremost is that i'm you guys know this i'm not really an la night fan i know cancel me in the comments i i know this uh this is this is literally tuesday's andre chase i wasn't a fan of andre chase for a very long time and then the smackdown version of this on Fridays is I'm not really an LA Knight fan. I know. Cancel me. Yell in the comments. I get it. Um, it just happens sometimes. With that being said, 
I really did think that this match against Xavier Woods is possibly the best match that I've seen from Ellie Knight on the main roster. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the matches that he's previously been in that I've seen, unless I missed, because I did miss a couple of SmackDowns, um, but from what I've seen, they kind of go in there and give us very basic generic matches that go very quick. And this one to me felt like they actually gave it a little bit more time, a little bit more leg in this one. Um, to me, I just appreciated this match a little bit more in terms of, I felt like we actually got more out of it. And I got to see a little bit more from Ellie Knight because prior to this, the stuff that I really liked from Ellie Knight previously was um, some of the matches that he had with Cameron Grimes over on the NXT brand like god what feels like 40 years ago now at this point um but really it wasn't until like that was the last time i legitimately really enjoyed an la night match was the stuff that he did with cameron grimes and so this was kind of something that i definitely enjoyed um more so than some of the other stuff that i had been seeing i wasn't into the bray wyatt stuff um so really i had no real reason to like be a fan i'm still not like a fan but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm inching towards, I'm inching closer to being a fan after tonight than inching backwards to being a fan. Um, but anyway, so um, like I said, this was fun. I What I like about this though, is that this kind of reminded me of like, I know it's not like a brother feud by any means, but it did remind me of a brother versus brother type feud. And the only reason I say this was for two very silly reasons. And that's that this whole thing started because he literally smashed his controller. He literally smashed this man's controller. And then in the ending of this match, you see Ellie Knight try and cheat by pulling the tights of Xavier Woods and he gets caught. And then Xavier Woods does the exact same thing, doesn't get caught and wins the match. So this to me kind of reminded me of like two brothers fighting and like fighting brother ruins brother's controller brother gets caught by cheating by mom and the other one gets screwed you guys know so i did kind of like the little um i guess you can say the way that this was kind of built up to happen and i like where this is going for xavier woods because xavier woods backstage is basically uh runs into gunther our intercontinental champion and Gunther basically calls Xavier Woods a goof and he tells him that he's going to beat the risk he's going to beat respect into him so we are going to be seeing Gunther versus Xavier Woods um I think they announced it for next week so next week we are going to be seeing Gunther versus Xavier Woods so I'm good with that I'm good with that. Sheldon Jackson sends in another super chat says, if only WWE had kept the name King and Queen of the Ring, and then this scenario about possibly Sammy and KO losing wouldn't even be a thing. Damn it, WWE, says Sheldon Jackson. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. I even had to go back and check because I had remembered, I had remembered that they had said that it was going to be King and Queen of the Ring. And so when I saw that they had changed it to Night of Champions, I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't really care too much, to be honest, because it's not like I was like, I, it's not like I was so, it's not like I was so extraordinarily excited for King and Queen of the Ring. To me, it really made no difference. But I did see a lot of people that were kind of upset by it, but I, because people did want to see the King and Queen of the Ring, you know, situation. But I didn't really care too much about it when it was announced. I was just like, okay, the change was made for whatever reasons. And now I'm like, damn, 
Um, Sheldon, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. And uh, we got another one here from Heidi Ho who says, Denise, you're so proud of being from LA. How do you not love LA night? First of all, yes, that is very true. I am very proud of being from LA, but that doesn't mean I would want my name to be LA Knight. It's a terrible name, but no, in all real talks, I, I'm, I'm warming up. There's, are you, okay, let me ask, is there ever, this is, and I've seen this question be asked on Twitter, by the way. This is like a question I've seen on Twitter and maybe the chat here will, will relate here. But has there ever been like a very popular wrestler? That's popular, right? Everybody loves this wrestler but you don't. Everybody has one. I'm sure right now, every person that's watching this, either live or on the replay or listening on the audio is like, yeah, you know what? I felt about, I felt this way about this person. I felt this way about that person. Do not lie. Do not lie to me. Do not lie to yourselves. Everybody has one person that they're like, ah, don't see it moving on, but like in a nice way, you know? Not in a, I hate this person. No, of course not. It's just like, ah, it's fine. Cool. Doesn't make any, I, I feel indifferent. You know, I feel indifferent. Sheldon Jackson's, and you know what? I'm going to applaud anybody here who admits somebody, who names somebody that is so popular that everybody loves that they have just never really, they, they've just been indifferent about. I'm going to see who here is brave to, to make, to make those announcements. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, you don't like chase you now, Allie Knight. Who are you just choosing violence on a Friday night? I see for no reason. Oh man. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Sheldon Jackson for that. Heidi Ho sends it a super chat saying my favorite move is the Alabama slam row tide. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho. Okay, we got some people in here that are brave enough. And I'm not going to shit on anybody, by the way. If you are brave enough to write down who this person is for you, shit, more power to you. I don't care if this person's my favorite wrestler. More power to you. <clears throat> Dante NYC says Jeff Hardy. AU says the Street Profits. Simeon says yes, relatable AF, Denise. M. Darrett says never really been an HBK, HBK guy, honestly. Caden says, Cora Jade. Simeon says, Will Ospreay. See? See? I could disagree with these, so with some of these, but that doesn't mean I'm going to shit on people. Joseph says, Brit, YT, Jade. You see? Chaotic Fantasy, The Young Bucks. Um, Heidi Ho, Kenny Omega. You see what I mean? Everybody. Mike, Orange Cassidy. It happens to everybody. Everybody has that one person that they're like, ah, haven't gotten there yet, you know? So there you go. Thank you to the brave people in the chat out here really expressing their true feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we got Amater99 who says, for me, it's FTR. Everybody's got one, guys. Everybody's got one. Mine on SmackDown just happens to be LA Knight. <laughs> All right, uh, let's press on from here. I love how all of these are like rolling and I feel like everybody's like, I've, you've released all of the weight off of your shoulders. Just let it out. This is therapy now. This is therapy. Let out your, um, <clears throat> I remember a while back and I'm never doing this again, by the way. And I see people do this on a uh, Twitter. I did it on Twitter a while back and I'm never doing it again. Or maybe I will on the day that I pick violence. A while back, I think I was like around 50, 60,000 followers. So I wasn't like at 90 something where I am now, but I tweeted out what is um, 
a wrestling hill that you're willing to die on or something along the lines of what's the one wrestling hill that you're willing to die on. Holy shit. Did that cause so much drama? Oh my God. I literally, oh my God. It was just so dramatic. It got to the point where some of it even made like the news cycles. Like I was seeing this stuff put on sports Kita and all of this. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my God, this was just a silly question. And there were people fighting in the comment section. And it was my fault for being naive to think that everybody could post their one wrestling hill they would die on and that it would be okay. It was my fault. I chose violence that day. And, uh, but anyways, that was one thing that I will probably never post on Twitter or ask people on Twitter ever again, unless I want some serious engagement. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll bring it back one day, but I see other people do it now. And I'm like, that's on you guys. That's on you guys. Um, but there you go. Uh, let's see what <laughs> chaotic fantasy says. I remember that. Yeah, it was wild. And one guy like even got canceled from it. Um, <clears throat> And it was just, it was crazy. There was just a lot that happened that day. So uh, Vance Rawlings says, Denise, the troublemaker. Oh boy. YT says, if I had enough of a following, I would 100% do that. Trust me. You would think twice about it, man. You would think twice about it. I have a new rule, by the way, when it comes to Twitter. My new rule on Twitter is think twice, maybe even four times before you tweet something. In fact, there's times where I feel like if you feel that you have a tweet that is just slightly controversial, I always suggest to run it through somebody that is all like if you have a friend who is honest, who who understands the job that you do, please ask or in my case, the job that I do, ask that person, run it through somebody before you tweet something out, because you just never know these days. If you feel like you didn't get the proper wording, let's say you want to make a joke and you didn't get the proper wording, make sure that you get the proper wording because if you don't, you will literally be screwed, okay? And you do not want that, okay? Uh, it is not fun when you have people coming after you on Twitter and you're the day's villain. Uh, so <laughs> so anyways, that's my rule when it comes to Twitter is I, I think twice, I, do I really want to say what I have to say or can I just save it in the drafts or whatever, um, run it through somebody, but there you go. Um, Pacer Don says, if it's an angry tweet, wait until the next day. That's another one. Never emotional tweet. Emotional tweeting is a real thing. Never do it. Okay. If you're feeling emotional, I I've done it. I've emotional tweet before. And let me tell you, I kind of regretted it and well, you know, whatever. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, Hill, I will die on. Stop running out to attack someone wearing a hoodie just to reveal who you are five seconds later. You know what? That's a good one. But I feel like the reason why the, the hoodie thing, um, why I don't necessarily hate it is because let's say you're running through the crowd and maybe you don't want the people on the crowd to spot you. So that's the only reason why I would say, okay, wear the hoodie. If you're going to do this run and attack, but then again, if you're running in, like, it's not like if you're going to get stopped. So yeah, I see what you mean with the hoodie, unless you're not going to reveal yourself. You know what, Heidi Ho, you just made a really good case. I was going to, I was kind of not in agreement with you, but as I thought about it a little bit more, I'm joining your hill. I'm not going to die on it, but you know what? I don't hate it. 
I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Heidi Hope, thank you so much for uh, the super chat here. Um, Sheldon Jackson says, Herm Edwards said it best. Think about what you're tweeting because we're going to put you on TV. Don't press send. Yep, that's true. You can tweet something and literally like your whole life will change. Man, everyone's thinking about this right now. <laughs> Farron Wolf, uh, Wolf says, big fan of Denise the Digital Chief. Man, trust me, guys, I've been through it. You don't want to go through it. As a person now that has to think about what I tweet, Instagram, say on podcast, this terrifying. Okay, you got to think of everything. Um, anyways, but let's press on from here. I'll do a digital talk next time. All right, um, let's see what else we got here. And um, Simeon says, Denise, Commander versus Jay White is happening on Wednesday. Did they just announce that? Did they just announce that? Someone let me know because I'm not on Twitter right now. Oh, I just saw it. There it is. 41 seconds ago, Tony Khan has officially an, oh boy. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Jay White versus Commander on AEW Dynamite on uh, this coming Wednesday. Let's go. Freaking TK. TK came here to party. And let's, let me make sure it's Tony Khan's account. Yeah, it is. <laughs> let me double check because nowadays you don't even know. All right. There you go. We're getting Commander versus Jay White. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Pressing on from here. And yes, Alan, I did see Drew McIntyre's Twitter change, by the way, for those of you who don't know what, what he's talking about. He kind of like removed everything like WWE related. His banner is black. His, um, his, uh, well, his handle's still the same, like at Drew McIntyre WWE, but there's no bio. The picture is black. The banner is black. Everything's black. So, um, so yeah. I don't know what that means for uh, Drew McIntyre or anything. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from here. And um, after this, let's talk about the WWE draft. So um, we officially have the date announced because uh, as Triple H had made the announcement, the draft was going to be happening in a couple of weeks, but he didn't give us a date. Um, well, they officially announced that on April 28th, SmackDown will be the start of the draft for the SmackDown the SmackDown portion of it all. And then on Raw, the next, and then Raw May 1st, we'll start again with the draft and all of that. So SmackDown edition, April 28th, May 1st, Raw. So um, in regards to the draft, we kind of talked about it a lot last week when Triple H made the announcement. But basically, he says it's going to be the biggest draft of them all, and it's going to be a game changer and this and that. Um, so let's see how big of a game changer it really is. I'm pretty honestly, like when it comes to like which talent's going to go to Raw and which talent's going to go to SmackDown, that's like for me, like it's exciting. But the thing I'm personally most excited about is the NXT portion of it. I'm excited to see who's going to get called up because that to me is like kind of like the real game changer because you don't know who is going to be called up and I think it's fun um that's personally gonna be my favorite part of the draft to see which NXT talent gets called up um and in terms of like I said this last week and I'll reiterate it again um for the draft I just want to see a balanced roster where it doesn't feel like all the stars are on one show and not on another show uh as long as we do that I'm pretty much good with whoever's where Stephen Marchuli sends in a super chat saying Hill I would <laughs> I said I wasn't gonna start this <laughs> Stephen Marchuli says Hill I will die on austin number one rock and hogan number two that's not a bad that's not a bad hill to die on 
I don't think that's a bad hill to die on at all. That's fine. I'd join you on that hill. Cool. Cool. Saber Mark Truly, thank you so much for um, the super chat and for revealing which hill you're willing to die on. Man, now I feel like I'm going to have to bring it back on Twitter pretty soon. Maybe on a day where I'm feeling brave. All right. And let's go ahead and press on from here. And uh, let's see. Pacer Don is also asking who is going to get Cable Stevenson this year. He's been amazing on Raw. So for those of you who do not get the joke here, uh, we haven't seen Gable Stevenson. He was drafted to Raw on the last draft. And we just didn't see him. But he apparently had like a health issue. And he was training. He, he was training at the PC and all of that, but he had a heart issue. And now it looks like he's kind of, you know, he's doing other stuff. So there you go. All right. And um, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's move on from this. Let's get into the Judgment Day stuff with the LWO, the Latino World Order. So the Judgment Day goes out there. They cut a quick 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 promo talking about you know bad bunny and all of this they're um attacked by the latino world order which is legal del fantasma and Rey mysterio um but Rey mysterio comes later so let me rewind a little bit so they're attacked from behind by the lwo we get santos escobar versus damian priest this is actually a really good match i really enjoyed this i thought both guys looked really good and i just want to say one thing they always say that it doesn't matter how much time you get on TV, but what you make of the time that you're on. And I want to say that Santos Escobar is literally doing a hell of a job with the opportunities that they have been given in terms of being included into this whole storyline with the Judgment Day. And right now, like, that's literally one of the hottest things. Like, the Judgment Day, you know, you got Rhea Ripley, who's, you know, a big star and then you also got you know the whole thing with Dominic and Rey Mysterio which is literally getting the biggest heat every week so having them all kind of thrown in together you're really seeing them all of them you're seeing all of them really really take this opportunity and run with it okay sometimes you just gotta work with what you've been given and damn have they done that I think they've been doing a really freaking good job not just on tv well also on tv that's the main portion of course but also on social media they've been like doing like fun little posts and things like that that I've been seeing um from all of them and all of that that's been good to see but I just thought that for the most part, like even though Damien Priest got the win and Santos got the L, I still saw this as a win just because we got a lot from the match and things just feel like a big deal and they look cool. All of them together, they all look freaking cool. So after, anyway, so after Priest actually gets the win, um, we do see that Santos, um, we do see that Priest tries to put Santos through a tape through the commentary table after the match, but instead Rey Mysterio comes flying out of the barricade and um, he ends up taking out Damian Priest. And then inside the ring for one of the biggest reactions again, we see Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio go at it and they're like throwing punches at each other and this and that. So that was kind of fun to see. And uh, we see Rey Mysterio try to go. He he does hit a hurricanrana on Dominic. He tries to go for the 619, but Judgment Day basically saves Dominic, and so he doesn't take the 619. Um, but this was cool. They all look cool together with Ray and uh, Legado and all of them as the LWO. They look cool. 
Really cool. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. This is on Modern 99 who says, LWO is so good. They are so over. That match between Escobar and Priest was brilliant. Yeah, completely agree, man. It was good stuff, honestly. And I also liked the outside interactions that we've got with um, Zelina and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Zelina, you know, got her moment in it, got her moment and then got her moment in it. Uh, she hit her Karana on, uh, on Rhea. And then Rio's face literally bounced off the barricade from that. That was pretty interesting. But anyways, uh, it's all looking good. I love how this is coming together. I'm a fan. Yay. Get the pom-poms out. That was good stuff. All righty. And let's see what else we got here. Um, let's get into uh, Liv and Raquel. So Liv and Raquel won the tag team titles on Raw from Becky and Alita. And so now they are the Raw, I'm sorry, now they are the women's tag team champions, excuse me. And this was kind of, I think Liv and Raquel are still trying to find their like groove together in terms of like promo wise they're still trying to find it you know they're trying to find their groove in ring wise i think they got a nice groove going um i like them as champions together they're very different but i think that that things will benefit both of them because Liv coming off of being SmackDown Women's Champion, you know, she was doing all of these risk-taking things, but it really wasn't going anywhere. And so now she kind of has a purpose now as champion. As for Raquel, she came in and you know she's going to, you know, be a big star at some point in WWE. She's making her way there. She's got a very unique look. Um, she's growing and, you know, it's just a matter of time till you find what's right for her. So at least this gives her something to do on the roster too. So I feel that both Liv and Raquel benefit from being tag team champions and being tag team champions together. Um, so they're interrupted by Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. And they basically go and they're like, oh, there's nothing special about you guys. And we're the ones that should be tag team champions. And so Liv is like, okay, fine. You guys will be our first challengers. And so we are going to be getting that match between Liv and Raquel versus Chelsea and Sonia. I have a slight feeling like I feel like they could go either way here where they could make Chelsea and Sonia champions because they would also, I think, benefit greatly from being champs. And they would probably be really annoying about it because that's like what their characters are supposed to be. So I don't know. I feel like they could kind of go either direction here. I would like to see them do a little bit of a longer, well, I was going to say a longer program, but that we don't really know if they can do that because of the draft coming up. So, so I think it'd be fine for what it is. Alrighty, and uh, we got a super chat here from Heidi Ho who says, "Got a group of your podcast part. Get a group of your podcast partners together and have a hill I want to die on podcast. Give the people what they want, Denise. Holy shit, that would absolutely be like madness, honestly. If everybody just named like five hills that they would be willing to die on, I think it would be freaking nuts. Um, but damn, I think it would get them views." Uh, Heidi Ho, thank you so much for the idea and the super chat as well. Um, all right, so um, that was pretty much that. We also got the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. He had this very quick match with Madcap Moss. Poor Madcap Moss, man. It ain't looking. It hasn't been looking too good for him. Uh, I really hope that I'm still on the name change, guys. They need to change his name. No one's going to take him seriously under the name Madcap Moss. I've said this a hundred freaking times. They need to change the name. Give the guy, give the guy something, man. I really like Madcap Moss. I, I want them to do something with him. Um, poor guy. He's out there like, I want to be the top pick in the draft. 
And then he goes out there and gets squashed by Shinsuke Nakamura. So he looks like a big, mad goof moss. Honestly. So I feel really bad for the guy. It, it ain't looking too great. Um, so anyway, seeing that's a quick quick win there um, uh, Shinsuke gets a quick win there and even afterwards Madcap Moss tries to attack Shinsuke but it doesn't work it doesn't go anywhere but for those of you who are wondering because one of the things that I had said um when they announced that Shinsuke Nakamura was going to be coming back to SmackDown was that I really hope that they have good creative for him because that's been like the thing that has impacted him the creative for him hasn't been great in WWE and especially recently, man. Um, let's not forget the freaking like 20 matches that we got between him and Baron Corbin. And what's worse, I watched all of those. I watched all of those. I will never, that's, I will never forget Vince for that. I will never forget Vince for the 20,000 million times I watched Baron Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Some of you guys here, you know what I'm talking about. Every single week on SmackDown, we got that match for a good period of time. I will never forget it. That's the hill I'm willing to die on right there, man, that I am never want to see Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin ever again. That is my hill. Holy shit, I'm going to die on that one. I don't even care. All right, anyway, so... um. <laughs> Scarlet, um, Scarlet's backstage. She brings out her tarot cards, and the next person that should be afraid of carrying cross it is Shinsuke Nakamura. So that's the direction they're going in. Cross and Shinsuke. There we go, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, after this, we did get a backstage attack. Uh, the Viking Raiders attacked Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Uh, the matches that we're going to be seeing next week include. Gunther defending his Intercontinental Championship against Xavier Woods. We're going to be seeing Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. We're going to be seeing Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders. And then two weeks from now, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be seeing the undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens, uh, defend against Sami Zayn and Kevin. I'm sorry, against you. So excuse me. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against the Usos. Um, and then we already talked about the main event. My God, that was SmackDown, everybody. We did it. I didn't die on the podcast. So happy. Man. Alrighty, everyone. That was uh, today's show. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before I go, friendly reminder that tomorrow I will be back on um, each and every Saturday. I am on Busted Open Radio. So if you guys um, listen to SiriusXM, if you guys are fans of Busted Open Radio, please make sure to check out those shows. Um, tomorrow I will be on with Mark Henry, who is going to be who is my official um, co-host for the Saturday shows. Uh, please give those shows some love, man. I'm on the radio. Totally different from YouTube and different rules to follow in different formats but it's a lot of fun it's a challenge for me every single week as the lead host because there's so many ins and outs and things that I have to learn and it's just an entirely different beast an entirely different animal than you know obviously doing the shows here on YouTube so please give those shows some love it would really mean a lot to me also youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo I am officially about like 600 ish subscribers away from 100,000. Shit, guys, this is taking me five years to do. Five years, five 
All right, I'm about to do the goddamn spin here. Five years, okay, that I've been at this on this YouTube channel, and it's finally going to happen. I'm only 600 and something subscribers away from 100K, so please head on over there. Give it a sub if you haven't already, but make sure you're subscribed here to F4W Online, and I'll catch you next week on Tuesday when I return for my NXT post show. Have a good weekend, everybody. Take care.